1: Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 208th episode of Talk Direction. And today is a Louis episode day Woo-hoo. because Walls was released. Um, we meant to record this, <laughs> put it out on time. Yeah. <laughs> and yet it never happened as per no. usual. Um, I had a med school interview and then came home on the train, and I was exhausted. So I canceled the recording. <laughs> um, and <we laughs> and I was also together. driving home from Boise, so I was also exhausted. Yeah, but Lucia had the stamina to keep going, and I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, How are you going to drive 10 hours a car and record? <laughs> like, <laughs> man. Um, but yeah, we're recording on Saturday the 8th, so the album has been out for uh, just over a week. It came out last Friday, um, and now we get to talk about it, which is fun, and Lucia and I haven't recorded in a while, so that's nice to get to chit-chat with you. Lucia's birthday mm-hmm. was the other day.
0: Happy birthday, Lucia. Thank you. What'd you do on your birthday? Um, I worked. <laughs> <laughs> isn't
1: that weird like when you're an adult like birthdays happen but like if it's like a work day you mm-hmm. just go to work and it's not like when you're a child or
0: something and like you
1: have cupcakes and like i don't know yeah
0: i know it's really weird yeah yeah. i literally spent the whole day alone
1: oh yeah that i've i've had those birthdays
0: <laughs> i did like i did um see my roommate at like dog dog training class in the Mm -hmm. evening. So Mm -hmm. like that I wasn't like actually like alone alone the whole day. But I get really weird about my birthday sometimes, most of the time. And I was really worried about this one because it's like the first birthday that I've been away from home and like not able to see my family. Yeah. And like most of my friends. So I kind of was trying to ignore it. Um so that I wouldn't end up being really, really sad.
1: And, and how did worked. that go for you? Oh, it worked. Oh, yeah. good. Okay. Well, I'm sorry I bombarded you <laughs> with uh, Twitter, text, and calls. No, I liked
0: No, I like. I loved that. I would have been actually like really that if I didn't. If I, like, okay. the Messages. Yes. <laughs> it's, just, um, it's a it's a it's a fine line.
1: Uh huh. I love that Harry's album is fine line, and we can use it now all the time. And there's I always know. like, anytime <laughs> I use it, I'm like, oh, Harry style. <laughs> I know. It always works. <laughs> um well good happy birthday (laughs) my birthday's in three days so oh my gosh it is we're like right halfway between the two of our birthdays wait isn't it in two days oh yeah i guess today's saturday yeah it's on monday so the 10th very exciting yeah yeah what are you gonna do for your birthday i do not know i have to take today to plan what i'm gonna be doing both like this Mm. weekend and on monday and then Next weekend, two of my siblings are coming home, so we're going to then, I think we're going to for real celebrate, like, next weekend Um oh, and, good. Like, do stuff with them, um, so that will be nice, but, I mean, I'm with yeah. my parents here, so I'm definitely going to make them take me out for dinner or something. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Solid That's plans. Good. I just, like, my mom's like, what do you want to do? I was like, okay, I want to eat Thai food, I want to eat Mexican food, like, I want to get yes. Chinese food, <laughs> like, I want to <laughs> go to this <laughs> vegan <laughs> restaurant that we go to, like, that was pretty much all I yeah. wanted. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but food is important, so. It is. Um, anywho, before we get into the uh, album talk, I want to remind everyone that we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash talk direction. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash talk direction. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know what a Patreon is, it's a website that... Uh, creators can put a whole bunch of bonus content on, and you guys pay a monthly subscription at different levels so, like $1, to dollars $5, and you get that bonus content. And you help support the show because we don't make any money from this show, so we're able to um, make money over on Patreon, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's going to fund our tour going experiences. Uh, This upcoming spring and summer, we are actually going to get to go see the boys in concert. And really, it's because of all your support. So we really, really appreciate everyone over there, Um, no matter what level you're at. Every everything helps. Um, Mm -hmm. One of our biggest things we do over there is Talk Direction down low, and that's our mini podcast, which is about a half hour every episode, Um, and it comes out once a week last episode we talked about harry and the nfl we talked about um, him performing with lizzo um, and harry performing at festivals as well and then this episode we're going to talk about the louis songs that didn't make it onto his album so the singles that we got like miss you um and just like you that didn't end up on his album and why they didn't and we're also going to be talking about his new merch so if you want to hear any of that type of stuff, go over to com slash Doc Direction. And we love all the support over there.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Moving on to The Walls album release. So, oh, but one thing. Sorry, I forgot sure. to um, put this in the doc. But um, just like a heads up that we have had a few of our episodes deleted for copyright wah, wah, wah. strikes, um, which is very upsetting deeply upsetting deeply we haven't even takes, talked about it yet. we have not talked about it those episodes <laughs> that we put music in take so much freaking work and now they're just gone from the yeah. internet um but anyways we are gonna probably not put music clips in episodes for a little while um until it you know blows over and then maybe yeah. we'll start again um
1: i we have to figure out why because i think there's a certain time limit of music clips there's it not it's
0: that's a myth any, really? If you put one second of music in and the copyright entity wants to strike you, they can.
1: I thought it was like 30 seconds or something. It's a myth. That's so annoying. It's all a lie. They
0: can do whatever they want. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. We're the,
1: really th- bummed about this because we're going to have to re-upload so it many really episodes. Sucks. and Tons of our episodes are taken
0: down. It's gonna, they're all going to have to be re-edited and whatnot. So, <clears throat> Yeah. It is a bit confusing because... For example i re-uploaded the christmas episode Mm -hmm. um and like that hasn't gotten taken down yet so it's not like someone's on us right it's just like maybe someone listened to a few episodes and like i don't know it's very confusing honestly
1: if one of you is reporting us
0: fuck off (laughs) that would be so mean (laughs) 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 it's also confusing because it's like the copyright strike didn't come from like the um like the record label of any of the boys. It was like was some like weird, I don't know. Well, we we have to figure it out, but I just Yeah, we're going to mention it, it. It is in case, really It like sad. you're a listener and you're not on Twitter and you're like, "Uh, where are all of your episodes?" I know. I know. That's Or if yeah. you're like listening and you're like, "Why didn't you put any music clips in this episode?" We can't. Yeah. So the
1: watermelon sugar one didn't have any music clips because all of this was G. happening. But honestly, it was so much easier to edit.
0: (laughs) Caitlin secretly copyrighted our our episodes. It's just not to edit anymore.
1: No, the amount of work it's going to take to re-upload every single episode. (laughs) I I just can't. I don't want to think about it. I know.
0: Do we even have all of them?
1: What? I said, do we even have all of them? I know. I don't know. I really don't know.
0: Anyways, (laughs) we can carry on now. (laughs) It's a
1: thing. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Moving in to the much happier (laughs) Walls album release discussion.
0: Yeah. So as I
1: was saying, it has been a long time coming. We have been waiting for this album for four years and it has finally arrived. Um, We've gotten a ton of songs over the month. We've gotten live songs that we finally got studio versions to, which I feel Mm -hmm. like is was a big thing we were waiting on because Ever since last year, Louis performed a whole bunch of his songs from his album. We've just been listening to the live versions, and now we actually have the studio versions to them. Um, and then we got new songs as well, which is exciting. Um, we got uh, Always You, which we'd been waiting on, I feel like, forever, where we got mm-hmm. that one clip on Instagram or Twitter like years ago. Yeah. Um, so that's ca- finally come into fruition. Um, and then also on his album, there were a whole bunch of songs we'd already got. So it kind of felt like. It was an album release, but half of them we knew already or even more. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the, the track list, um, Walls, we got a little bit before the album release. Mm-hmm. Um, don't Let It Break Your Heart. We'd heard that live. Two of us, mm-hmm. we'd gotten. We made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd gotten. Too Young, we heard live. Yeah. Um, I don't Habit. know what habit my i'm looking at my song by song list and walls is on here twice i'm not sure what that must have been the title that messed it up right and Um, defenseless yeah defenseless we already heard habit um so out of the 12 songs how many was that
0: so once we got after we got walls there was only three songs that we hadn't had hadn't heard wow
1: See, so yeah. that's why it's kind of like, it's an album release, but it's been kind of drag. It's been an album release for like four years, I swear. Yeah. Or at least
0: like really like in the last year, right. it's being slowly released. Well, it's like that thing of like, w- I always say this when we get album releases, that the songs that were singles, I always forget are part of the album. Right. Like for Fine Line, I always forget that um, Lights Up is on that album. Mm-hmm. Because it came out so much earlier. Yeah. Um. I feel that way about Sign of the Times on HS1, too. I mm-hmm. always forget that that's on that album. <laughs> um, so this kind of, like, with this album, it's interesting because we got, like, half the songs, like, quite a while, quite a while before the album. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's like, interesting to now have them as part of an album.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Now it's like, okay, where did he put them in order? What, mm-hmm. you know, how does he, how do they, like, make it an album concept, not just, like... A couple of songs one-off or whatever um, mm-hmm. yeah so we're gonna discuss it today we're gonna do some sort of thought questions um, and like talk about the album as a whole and the songwriting and the music and um, potential singles and things like that and then we're also gonna break down every song and kind of give our initial thoughts Um, song by song of the album after just you know a week of listening to it Um, and of course it's fun to see how sort of those opinions develop over the next couple years and you know when we do full song discussions on the songs um, and all that good stuff Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to mention Louis tweets because he's been very active on Twitter he's been tweeting so much there's no possible way to put it all in but he's just been really really thankful um on release day he said proper effing release day been up for 24 hours thank you to all of you for making it so special 27 hours later and i'm going to sleep i'll never forget how today made me feel love to you all x um i just i really do appreciate how much louis expresses all his like happiness and thankfulness on twitter
0: it is really nice
1: yeah Um, and it must, it really, I like to try to put myself in an artist's shoes, especially Louis, who's taken like four years to do this album and it's his first major, you know, solo, like collection. Mm -hmm. Um, and just how exciting that must be to put it out and look for all the reactions and, um, what a big moment it is in his life. So that's pretty cool. Mm hmm. Um, On the Google Doc included some of the album art, both the cover and some of the other shots um, they did during that photo shoot. So we talked about Louie's album cover before, but I thought now that we have all the songs, it might be something nice to sort of touch back on. So the albums of him sitting in front of this like draped carpet um, and he's got this his hands in his pockets, legs spread, kind of a power stance. Um, and it looks like it's like a wall-to-floor carpet situation that looks very velvety and soft. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's a couple other pictures where he still has that sort of, like, dominant stance. Looks pretty intimidating, but in, like, a nice way. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on, like, the cover and how it fits in with the music that we've heard?
0: Um, I really... I really like its, like, simplicity. I think that kind of matches the album quite well. Um, I like that he's kind of, like, very serious and has a little bit of a, like, don't give a F attitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it also kind of gives me the sense of, like, vulnerability mm-hmm. and, like, him just kind of, like, presenting himself, like, as he is. Right like he's wearing like just like these dad jeans and like he's not wearing anything like super fancy and there's like not not super fancy stuff happening in the background he's just kind of like um just like there and I feel like that kind of is a a lot of a lot of the songs on this album kind of have that feeling of just like kind of honest vulnerability Mm -hmm. I think that fits well
1: yeah I agree and the, the carpet sort of makes, like, a wall behind him.
0: Yes. Yeah, like, so and, yeah, the, like, literally Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it is. It's interesting because, like, the hands in the pockets and some of the other, like, stances he has, like, they could seem more, like, closed off. But I do see mm-hmm. that vulnerability, though. Like, yeah. it's just, like, him, you know? He's not putting mm-hmm. up any fronts. Not putting mm-hmm. up a wall, if you will.
0: Mhm. Yeah, um, like the direct eye contact to the camera. Yeah.
1: It's like he wants to talk to us. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I went on my classic source and <laughs> got some <laughs> quotes from Wikipedia <laughs> about the album. Um, do you want to read these, Lucia?
0: Sure. So Rob Sheffield of Rolling Stone called <clears throat> Tomlinson's album... Excellent and worth the wait, and praised him for putting a lot of heart and soul into it. He particularly singled out two of us, calling it emotionally bold and saying that these days people aren't necessarily used to hearing male songwriters open their hearts like that. And the Oasis style pop guitar blast, kill my mind. Wait, what? That's very confusingly um, quoted. <laughs> <laughs> the Oasis style. Britpop Guitar Blast Kill My Mind, The Sound of a Pop Artist Hitting a New Creative Breakthrough. Um, Neil Young of AllMusic was similarly positive, calling the album Tracks a pleasantly surprising and straightforward collection of indie and Britpop-influenced sing-alongs from a maturing family man. A
1: maturing Wholesome family man. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice.
0: <laughs> Wholesome and sweet as any of 1D's hit singles and he praised Tomlinson's genuinely heartwarming and enjoyable authenticity. He ended his review by saying that Tomlinson's album winds up being the most mature and natural of the X1D bunch. Um, Ella Kemp of Enemy described the album as oasis-inspired, largely conservative, and primarily guitar-led, particularly praising its opening track, Kill My Mind, which she called the album's best track, and Walls, an oasis-imitating title track that indicates Tomlinson's headstrong ambition, the neat major-minor key changes just about sophisticated enough to pull at your heartstrings. She ended the review by saying that Tomlinson, perhaps taking the time to find himself properly before launching into a boisterous future, he may be looking back on what he loved, both the history he helped make and the one that shaped him, before rebuilding something new. There are the foundations here for a rewarding future."
1: Yay, thank you for mm-hmm. reading that. What are your thoughts on any of this? Anything in particular stand out from these reviews?
0: Well, I feel like um Ella Kemp um I I, I definitely agree, especially with the um last bit of this um that the history – or he's he's looking back on what he loved, the history he helped make and the one that shaped him before rebuilding something new. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the – there are the foundations here for a rewarding future. I feel like that um, really rings true for me, like my kind of feel about the album. Um, as we said, like there's uh, a lot of the songs we've kind of like been hearing over um, – even over the years, like Always You and We Made It, we kind of got snippets of before. And there's definitely like – the sense from a lot of these songs lyrically that they're written about the past or they were like written either written a while ago or kind of like written about past things Mm -hmm. um so i feel like this album is kind of like a little bit of a bridge for louis uh between like one direction and like his solo future which i think is like a nice thing to have as a first album like it makes sense that there would be a bridge um and i like that you know he has this album to like honor that time um but also like listening to this album I very much get the sense of like excitement for um his future and like excitement for like what is coming next because I think it'll be like even more like him and like his own like voice his current voice
1: yeah I totally agree that's why I put this quote in here because it really rang true it does feel like this transition album And even reading what he wrote for like the track by track on Apple Music. Mm -hmm. um, He talks about like going into writing certain songs thinking I want to write a 1D-esque song, Mm -hmm. you know. So he was in that mindset of, you know, transitioning. I think he's someone who out of all the boys is most careful about wanting to give the fans what they want. And like... Mm -hmm including the fans when you know thinking of writing the songs um Mm -hmm. like he talked about wanting to write songs that sounded like 1d songs or you know thematically reminded him of those days um and i think too what you said that he did write a lot of these songs a number of years ago Mm -hmm. um even like three four years ago where now he's in a totally different space you know being what is he 28 now and Mm -hmm. he was you know 24 23 when he was writing some of these you just he's just in a different headspace um so it definitely feels like that transition um yeah and it's cool to see okay what are the what are the songs on here that point to where he is going and um Mm -hmm. which ones are the ones he's gonna leave behind yeah um it's a bittersweet sort of sentiment Mm -hmm. have you seen a general consensus from like the fans or any fan reactions
0: or have you mostly you know kept to yourself (laughs) (laughs) um so I have barely been on the internet in the last like week or two because um I've been super busy I've had like some really really big work projects going on and then I was out of town so I haven't really seen much and then in the last couple days I thought about uh looking but then I was like actually I should just wait until after we record Mm -hmm. because one thing that will happen to me is that when I read people's like opinions it's so hard for me not to like think of them and they infiltrate my own feelings and so I was like I thought it'd be better to do this episode with just like my pure thoughts yeah um but I have seen a little bit like when I have I've been on on, like Twitter a handful of times and it definitely Mm -hmm. seems like the like people I follow who are Louis Louis fans are like definitely very much in love with the album and very mm-hmm. happy with it
1: yeah I feel like I don't follow maybe enough people who are talking about the album mm-hmm. um but I've seen positive things and people like naming which songs are their favorites um but again yeah. I don't feel like I've been overly inundated I think I follow like, a lot more hairy people or people yeah. who are more vocal about Harry, right so uh-oh. There
0: was one, um, one thing I did li- listen to that talked about the album, which was a Switched On Pop episode. Oh, um, yeah. Which I really didn't like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: That's, like, the most I've seen.
1: Yeah, we're big supporters of Switched On Pop, but they did an episode about um, One Direction albums, and it was kind of a negative spin on some of the boys' work. And on all of their work,
0: except except <laughs> except <and> Niall, <laughs> but even with with Niall, oh my God, they did so many backhanded compliments. Yeah, they were like, oh yeah, Niall's songs you'd hear in anthropology. I thought that was a
1: good thing. I don't know,
0: mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just really mean and weird.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like different for them because usually they're really praising of like most things pop. Yeah. So um yeah they should they literally made fun
0: it. of the way that zane pronounced <laughs> entertainer I know. as if they'd never listened to a song before because everyone pronounces words weird, in weird yeah ways i thought that was
1: them. interesting because they did a whole episode on the like n- the incorrect pronunciation of words yeah. and the history of it so i'm gonna take that as like kind of an out of left field episode <laughs> and yeah um yeah so if you're curious to listen you can but be aware that it's you're gonna
0: get really mad if you listen to it yeah
1: (laughs) i wish i wish instead if they like didn't uh, honestly i think if they they had um, a guest on the show who whose opinions they were kind of looking towards who was more of a quote-unquote fan Um, yeah it was based
0: on her article
1: yeah so i think that's where the spin went to a negative space
0: yeah it seemed like they were trying to like impress her by agreeing with her mean opinions honestly
1: <laughs> they should have had us on
0: <laughs> they we really should
1: have. have but like we we get honest on things but yeah i don't know you there's
0: a ways to be honest about music without being mean about it
1: yeah i'm not they sure were just mean yeah so be careful if you listen <laughs> i wish they'd just done an episode about harry because it seems like that's who they liked and that would have been right like, more nice to listen to
0: yeah well and the premise of it was just well like weird from the beginning because it was her article title was there's three winners or three losers and two winners Mm -hmm. um and it's like yeah and then they were kind of talking about it as if it was like objective when it's like "Mm, it's your opinion
1: yeah but so music critics can be harsh so (laughs) it can't be that's why i only included the positive stuff in this (laughs) <laughs> in these like reviews. Yeah. Um but yeah. All right. Moving on to our listening experience. How did you listen to this album? Paint me the picture?
0: Well, I actually listened to this album while driving. We nice. talked about yeah, I know we've been talking about this because Caitlin often will listen to new music while she's driving and I if it's like new music that I from artists that I follow more casually Um, which is most artists I will listen to while I'm driving because I listen to music a lot when I'm driving. But for the boys, I usually, like, listen at home because it's, like, an experience and I Mm -hmm. don't want to be, like, distracted and I like to do headphones to, like, take everything in. But I had this long drive to Boise, uh, and so I decided to listen on my drive. And it was a very beautiful drive, so it was, like, perfect listening experience um so I like played the album like from start to finish um on my way there and then I like didn't listen to it at all for the weekend because I was like hanging out with people and then on my way home I kind of listened to my favorite songs um and then I've like yesterday I like listened to it again to kind of refresh for this Mm -hmm. episode um and it was interesting listening to it like a week later like all the way through and right. kind of seeing like the differences and like what songs have, I had like different feelings on and stuff
1: yeah cool so do you like the overall experience of listening in the car
0: I do yeah I think it has to be like like for me to listen to an album in the car like that it has to be a like long drive without traffic yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to try to do that while I'm, like, driving home from work and there's, like, traffic and stuff because then I would be distracted. But right. I was, like, on the highway and it was, like, in beautiful nature. So yeah. it was very nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I like that way to listen to a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right. If you're, like, you're too distracted or if it's like a stop and go or you're getting out of the car and like going shopping it's not the same as like getting to really listen and like be absorbed in the music yeah um yeah what I did was I also listened in the car it was funny because like because we'd heard so many of the songs I like broke the golden rule of listening (laughs) to an
0: album all the way through yeah Um,
1: but i didn't i wasn't like thinking i was going to necessarily because we had heard a lot of the songs and i was just like i just want to listen to the ones i want to like the new ones and hear the studio versions of the ones i liked Mm -hmm. um so i did go in order based on that but i started with um uh too young (laughs) Mm -hmm. um because we'd heard the first four and then for some reason i don't know what happened but it skipped like two songs for me
0: really and i got to
1: the end of the album and i was like that was so short i know i skipped some of the songs but like what happened and it had skipped always you and fearless oh whoa and like I was like did I really hear all the songs I was like I never heard the Amsterdam one did he just not put it on like what's going on <laughs> and then I go back and I realized that it had for some reason skipped over those two songs I don't know what was going on like you know sometimes maybe it hadn't like downloaded properly and it like mm-hmm. just skips over it so mm-hmm. I didn't end up listening all in order <laughs> which yeah. just I like went back and had to listen to the other two yeah um but yeah I was in the car for all of it which I liked yeah. Yeah. And then I listened again driving and then I went to New York that weekend and listened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, what would you, what do you, wear? am I? I'm like trying to find my face on the dog. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, have you been skipping any songs when you listen? You said you were just listening to your favorites at some point.
0: Yes. So... My favorites, well, it's kind of that thing of like, there's songs we've had for a long time. So probably my overall album favorite is Two of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's like a masterpiece of a song, but... Um, I haven't really been including it when I think about the album and listen to the right. album, because I've had that song for, like, a year. It's a separate <laughs> entity. <laughs> yeah, but, like, that is my probably overall favorite. Mm-hmm. And then kind of feels similar to Kill My Mind, because um, I've had that for quite a while, and I've listened to that song so much. Yeah. Um, but kind of the, like, newer songs, like the songs you've gotten in the last, like, couple of months, that um, like the songs you got live and then the songs you have on the album now, mm-hmm. my favorites are um, Always You... Um, always you and only the brave have Mm -hmm. definitely like come out on top and then habit. um yeah i would say always always you have it and only the brave are like
1: oh my god i would say those are my three favorites too really yeah that's
0: so funny yeah those are the ones that i've been like really wanting to hear over and over again yeah
1: i feel like we don't always agree so that's kind of nice we
0: don't (laughs) we usually don't actually yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i think those are my favorites i think for those ones well maybe not habit but always you and only the brave feel like there's a little bit more storytelling in it which i i like in Mm. lyrics Um, yeah that's true i know your reasons are probably like musical (laughs) 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 um and then habit i think i just really like the cleverness of the lyrics and yeah um it's very catchy so yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So I've kind of been skipping all the ones we'd heard before, <laughs> just yeah. like going to the new ones, which I did with Harry's as well when I was listening. I just like made playlists without the singles so I could uh-huh. like get just the new <laughs> ones again and again. Yeah. Um, but now at, with Harry's, I'm at a point where I want to hear the singles again. So mm. that's good. Um, all right. First impressions. What was your first impression of the album as a whole? How would you describe the album? How would you sum it up?
0: <laughs> is this what you expected based on the singles we got? <laughs> I think it is what I expected. I think, <clears throat> again, it has this kind of combination of being like, um, I think partially it is old songs that Louie kind of included because um, he knew the fans wanted them and they were kind of like, where Louis was at maybe towards the end of One Direction. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's a bunch of songs that are kind of like recent past Louis, mm-hmm. like kind of current Louis, where like it's very like um, kind of Oasis feeling, like very kind of like, like mid-tempo, like quiet kind of romantic songs. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's a little bit of like future Louis, like where he wants to be um, with songs like Kill My Mind. Yeah. Um so I feel like it's a really good combination and it does feel cohesive even with that kind of wide range of mm-hmm. of songs. It still does feel quite cohesive. Um it's like a very quiet uh like romantic it's a very romantic album. <laughs> like yeah. a lot of the songs are very much like about um obviously like his girlfriend and um, it's, it, it feels like it's an album that I could, like, put on when I, like, want to be quiet. Like, if I'm doing something around the house or I just, like, want, a, like, a sweet, quiet album to listen to, I could, like, start after Kill My Mind <laughs> <'Cause> that's <laughs> yeah. obviously the Rowdy song. Mm-hmm. And then I could, like, listen to it straight through and it would just yeah. be, like, really pleasant. But I think it also has the, the like, other benefit of, like, when it's performed live, it, it has, like, a much livelier feel. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can play all these songs live or like cover them yourself and it and it definitely has like a sing-along vibe um a lot of the songs kind of have that that feeling to them so it's like on the album it's kind of like nice and quiet but then like live it can be like a lot more lively um, Mm -hmm. and like fun
1: yeah yeah I feel like you summed it up well um I think for me too. like if you had said Two years ago, is this what I thought the album would sound like? I'd probably say no, because mm-hmm. at that time we were getting, like, Back to You, yeah, Just Like pop You, stuff. Miss You. It was much more poppy, like this pop, mm-hmm. rock, punk, rock situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the album, I think, is more rocky now and, like, indie. It's very, um,
0: like, yeah, indie.
1: Yeah. Indie. So... I wouldn't have expected a couple years ago, but based on the last couple months that we've gotten and like sort of the last year, we've gotten mm-hmm. singles. Mm-hmm. So this is more what I was expecting from Louie, I guess, based yeah. on that. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I
0: wait, go ahead. Sorry. It keeps like having a delay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You go, oh, did you want me to go? Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I was going to say that, like, similarly to Caitlin, because we got those original songs that were very kind of more electronic and pop sounding. That's kind of the sound I thought Louis was going into. And I love that, like, pop punk sound. Um, but I think once we got – he did that playlist um, that was, like, album influences playlist that had, like, mm-hmm. all the, like, Arctic monkeys and, like, all that indie stuff on it. And I think as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, like, this is the kind of music Louis really wants to make. And it is very different from those, like, pop songs. Mm -hmm. So I think that's when I kind of started to realize that, like, that's where he, like, wanted to go sound-wise. And we've heard him talk a lot about how he, like, struggled because he kind of thought he had to make pop music. And he had to make music that was going to be Top 40. um, And he had to, like, be, you know like really big you know after leaving One Direction if he was going to be like successful at all it meant he had to be like you know incredibly successful and I think he like had like a moment with himself where he realized that he like wanted to let that go and he just Mm -hmm. wanted to like make the music that he wanted to make and I feel like a lot of the songs kind of show that on this album like songs like Walls I feel like he really likes that song and it's like very much that like arctic monkeys oasis vibe Mm -hmm. that he likes um so i'm glad that he is was able to kind of like really go into like the sounds that he enjoys
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i love how everyone's describing the album as oasis like but i've never listened to anything by (laughs) oasis so like i don't actually know what that means yeah like i know oasis from the one direction cover of their song that's it. You've heard
0: Bittersweet Symphony. How does that one go? It's a bittersweet symphony this life. It's do, not do, ringing do, any do, bells. Do, do, do. Really?
1: Yeah. It, there's
0: like violins in the background.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I should oh. listen and like get an idea. His stuff kind of reminded me a bit of Green Day.
0: I don't know if that like
1: crosses over at all or like kind of like the early 2000s, late 90s, like boy bands, not boy bands, but like rock, rock man bands. (laughs) Not like, not like Backstreet Boys, but more like Smash Mouth-esque stuff.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, Wait, Bittersweet Symphony, is that Oasis or is that the Verve? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Mm. I feel like that might not even be Oasis. (laughs) So, who is
1: Oasis? I don't know. Wait.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, you have to cut that out.
1: Why? Because
0: I'm going to look like an idiot. No, you're not. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, maybe they've covered that song. Oasis's maybe. song is Wonderwall. Yeah.
1: But i that's all I know, but only because Wendy and covered And Champagne
0: it. Supernova is what I was thinking of, not Bittersweet Symphony.
1: Okay, wait. How does that one go?
0: Champagne Supernova in the sky. Okay, I definitely have heard that one.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> still... Don't know him. Don't know how to compare Louis to them, but apparently he sounds like Oasis. (laughs) 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 All right, moving on. Um, Do you have anything to say about like the musical side of this, or the songwriting, or should we just go into the songs?
0: All I'm thinking about right now is the fact that I was just thinking that "Bittersweet Symphony" was an Oasis song. Probably (laughs) everyone who was listening while I was saying that was like, "You idiot." Honestly, if I was listening, I would have no
1: idea. So let's just hope all of our listeners are as uneducated as I am (laughs) and then they won't judge you.
0: What was your question? (laughs) Do you want
1: (laughs) to talk about the songwriting and music now or should we get into the song by song? Um, I feel like talking about it while we do song by
0: song is good.
1: All right, so then let's go into the song by song. This is where we break down every song and give our sort of first fresh impressions of it. And then later on, when we do full song discussions, that's when we really get into the meat of songs. But mm-hmm. this is kind of a, have only listened for a week. What are we thinking? What are we feeling type of situation? Mm-hmm. Um, and Lucia is correcting my list. See, I told you something went <laughs> wrong with my list. It said walls twice. I don't know what happened. Um, (laughs) thank you so to start us off this the album starts with the song kill my mind what are your thoughts now we've gotten a lot of these songs before so we might not go in detail to the songs we've already done discussions for but maybe have a more chat about where they sit on the album um you know what where what sort of place do they play in the cohesion of the album and maybe kind of our thoughts now even though we've had them for a while for example kill my mind we've had for a while um so thoughts mm-hmm. on it in the context of the album and especially as an opener for the album
0: yeah so i love this song a lot i think it's definitely like still my favorite like two of us is my favorite like a uh, slow emotional song and then kill my mind is like my favorite more fun song mm-hmm. on the album <clears throat> um looking back on it I feel like it definitely has like staying power because when I listen to it now it still feels as like exciting as it did the first time I heard it um I still love so many of the lyrics like your nightmare on the dance floor um I just think it's such a good lyric Mm -hmm. and uh I remember this quote from Louis that um I pulled up as well where he said um that song was written for two reasons One, I was listening to the album, and it annoyed me that I didn't quite have that moment of excitement, and I think that song definitely evokes excitement. And two, it was a bit of a statement of intent. This is where I want to be. This is the space I want to move into. But I'm aware that it's a transition as well. I wasn't going to put 10 Kill My Minds on the album, because I don't think that would have been right. So, I think that's really interesting, because he talks about this song as being where he wants to go, and where he wants to move into, And I kind of remember when he put it out, he talked about that a lot about how, like, he didn't want to, like, shock the fans Mm -hmm. (laughs) by making a whole album that sounded like Kill My Mind, which is kind of funny because I feel like most of the fans, at least the ones in my orbit, would have been very fine with that. Yeah. Um, I love how
1: they're, like, they think fans, like, need some sort of hand holding yeah like, just make a good <laughs> album and fans are gonna like it and you're gonna right. get people to like your album there's yeah I feel like we don't <laughs> I've never experienced where like I need someone to do something that they think I want so that like I don't know I, yeah. I honestly I think the the fandom's gonna follow you if you make good art so just mm-hmm. make make what you want to make because that's the best art your art's gonna be good if you want to make it you know
0: yeah. I totally agree and I also see how it is probably tricky for someone like Louis because he has such like a intensely loyal fan base and I think it's like nerve-wracking to put out your first album especially like yeah. Louis's particular journey has been very unique mm-hmm. and so I can definitely see why he would be wanting to make sure that he that he like um is pleasing his fans and I can see why he'd be nervous about like doing what he maybe thinks of as like a left turn or whatever right. um but I love that he called this a statement of intent and I would love to see like his next album have a lot more of this um because while I do love the quiet songs as well um this one's just like my favorite
1: It's such a great opener. I think it starts, even though it's like where he's going, it opens the album, which I think is definitely a statement. Yes. It just feels like such a power move to put this song at the beginning. Yeah, definitely. Um, It is such a fun song. And I think with singles, too, you don't necessarily consider them like part of the album, but there is this real comfort feeling when they come on because you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is one I know. This is one I already have like feelings about you know it's like I don't know you've already formed that connection so it's just a different experience when you're listening to an album on the whole
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and uh yeah so it's just like fun to know the words and be able to sing along and have that mm-hmm. like comforting feeling
0: um, yeah
1: it is such a it's gonna be so fun to do this one live for him oh my god I know in concert um it is it is especially one of those songs that i think is gonna sound such a sing-along such a crowd moving song Mm -hmm. Um, so i'm excited for that yeah moving on to don't let it break your heart this was one of the songs we heard live but we finally got um a studio version for um when the album got released and correct me if I'm wrong when I say any of that because honestly a song could have come out before because you put out so many but I think this we this was the first time we heard it right
0: um what (laughs)
1: this is the first time (laughs) we heard this song as a studio version right yes okay so let me read the little um clip from Apple Music that he wrote about the song and then we can discuss Um, Louis said, straight away, that chorus reminds me of a big One Direction song. It's got that big, great, hopeful, hooky chorus. In terms of concept, it almost sits in the same world as Steve Aoki's song I did, Just Hold On. It's just one of those songs that's trying to promote hope regardless of what life throws at you. Mm. So again, you see this sort of like nod back to One Direction where it's like it feels like a One Direction song. And it kind of also feels like a song he did, you know, like one year after One Direction um Mm -hmm. went on hiatus so it's 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 uh pulling from those older times Mm -hmm. it might not be like kill my mind where he's going but it's like where he came from yeah Um, definitely what
0: do you feel like finally getting the studio version of this song I really like it I feel like my favorite part is probably the intro guitar um it's got like this finger finger picked electric guitar which I really Mm -hmm. really love that sound Um, so it's probably like my favorite bit of it I think uh, lyrically I really like this song I love the the first verse um, on our way to 27 got a place on the other side of London and then I know you left a part of you in New York under your bed in a box Um, I just really like those lyrics Um, all the lyrics like we're driving down a one way road to something better what hurts you is going to pass and you'll learn from it when it comes back I think this is, like, lyrically a really strong song. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, like, yeah, just, like, a very encouraging song. Um, It
1: feels like such a Louis song. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of the people who reviewed his album touched on how sort of emotionally mature and open he is. Yeah. And it's one of the reviews you said, like, guys don't typically write about this. There's this whole idea in society that, like, Men shouldn't talk about their emotions, and it's like right. too feminine or something, which is yeah. stupid, obviously. Um, and I think it's a really beautiful thing, and I think such a perfectly Louis thing to mm-hmm. talk about emotions this way, especially given everything he's been through and sort of just who he is as a person, always trying to promote picking yourself up and keep going. And yeah, um, I feel like that's something. You know, he demonstrates through his charity work, through his music, through his, you know, Mm -hmm. relationship with his family. Um, Mm -hmm. So it does feel like such a perfectly Louis song. And like you said, the lyrics and the verses are so good. They're so specific. They're so detailed. It makes you feel like you can picture it and be right there. Yeah. um, Which I love.
0: Yeah. I feel like Louis does that really well. And because of like the relationship that fans have with him. And the way that he is so open and honest with not just the fans. He's just, like, open and honest in general when he talks. He do- He just doesn't bullshit. Yeah. And, like, because we know his life so intimately and we've, like, been, like, following him for so long. Like, you know, songs like this really, like, hit differently. Like, because, like, what I remember when I first heard this song was when he played it at the Madrid show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which I think was in September. Is that yeah how long ago yeah it was september yeah. um <laughs> but of course i immediately like thought of his sister who like passed away like not very lo- long before he like performed this song mm-hmm. and like right after two of us came out and like the way that she died like i just of course like automatically think of that when i'm like listening to this song and it right. just like makes it <laughs> feel so much more real and like like i just feel a lot more connected to it because i yeah. like know those kind of personal things about his life
1: yeah, for um, sure.
0: Which I think, like, probably a lot of artists have with, like, their hardcore fans, but I do feel mm-hmm. like there's something a little bit different about about Louis because of the way he is, like, so, like, open.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: Um,
1: and I feel like uh, you see that a lot from his whole family. They have this whole, like, mindset of... Um, Like helping others go through tragedy i know um his sister lottie recently did a whole thing talking about grief and dealing with it um Hmm. and like they're they've got this idea of like using their pain to help others deal with pain and to like keep going and i see think you just i don't know if it comes rooted in like Louis's influence or just like in Mm -hmm. how they were raised but it's a really special thing Mm because to go through such tragedy and then be like okay i'm gonna talk about it i'm gonna be publicly open about it um and you see that through Louis's music and you're right that like knowing those things does bring a another closer side when you're listening to his album yeah um
0: yeah um how about Two of Us? Do you want to talk about that? Sure. I mean, Two of Us is hard because we've had it for so long and we did, like, a whole song discussion on it and it's, like, one of my favorite, like, one of my all-time favorite songs, not just, like, favorite Louis song or favorite song mm-hmm. in this album, but, like, actually like, one of my all-time favorite songs. I just think it's yeah. really special. So I don't, like, have much new to say about it. I think the only thing I might say is that I would have expected it a little bit later on the album. Mm-hmm. I think it did surprise me that it came so early. Um, but I also think it makes sense for Louis because he, like... I think he wanted... It seems like he wanted to end the album on more of a, like, uplifting note. Yeah. Not that this song isn't uplifting because it actually is. But obviously it's very heavy. Yeah. Um. So I think him putting it in the beginning probably has something to do with that like he was like well let's not put like this really heavy song to like end the album like let's put right. it more in the beginning and then when you end like leave the album you won't be like leaving it with that heaviness or something yeah
1: i haven't really explored the order of this album but i see like two of us is right next to don't break let it break your heart so thematically mm-hmm. those make a lot of sense
0: yeah um, well yeah and it's interesting together it's also after it is we made it
1: right yeah also yeah yeah um on apple music louis said i wasn't ready to write that song the original lyric on the verse was so i'll leave a message after the tone and it always effing bugs me listening to it because there's so much beauty in that song then i changed it to um so i'm not alone so so i'll leave a message so i'm not alone and I think that really captures the weight emotionally of the song. And that song is probably the most special song that I've ever written. I agree. Yeah, I like getting that little detail of, like, the changing of, so I'll leave a message after the tone, and so I'll leave a message so I'm not alone. Yeah. Like, that really hit me. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I hadn't heard, of that, heard that before.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, then we move on to We Made It. Louis said, I wrote We Made It about three years ago, so I had about 20 different mixes. That took a second to get right, and we made it. Listen, I like the song. I like the song. Would I say it's one of my favorites? No, probably not. <laughs> it was one of the, records, the record label's favorites, so I kind of rolled the dice on that one, really. The strive for authenticity is a constant battle. That's something that I have to be strong on as often as I can. So again, we have this song that he wrote like three years ago. Um, mm-hmm. it- Maybe sounds like it wasn't one he would have chosen to put on the album, but the Mm -hmm. record label liked it. Um, I think it's like a glimpse into kind of the behind the scenes stuff that we don't always get to see where there are pressures from record labels and like what you should sound like. I think especially if you're making your first album and you don't necessarily have the grounding of you've been successful before or, you know... You, it's unclear whether or not this will take off so mm-hmm. you have a bit more pressure from like the business side of things until you can really establish yourself and you're like okay no i've got this like let me be in control of everything right um so i think having a song like this that ended up being a single um it's interesting that it wasn't actually one of Louis's favorites yeah what is, is your take on this and
0: on the song in general I think it makes sense. I mean, I don't know, like, I could be totally off in this, um, in this perspective. But my kind of perspective on it is that, so I remember when we first heard the clip of this song years ago, many years ago, and I was obsessed with it. Everyone was obsessed with it. And it sounded like a pop song. It sounded like an electronic song, um, like kind of how a lot of, like, current pop sounds. And I remember being like, I cannot wait to hear this song. And when he actually released it, it sounded quite different. And it makes sense that he said he has like, a, he had about 20 different mixes <laughs> for this song. Release because, the mixes. Yeah, because obviously the mix that we heard in that clip is not the one that he put on the studio version of the, or on the album. And I think what maybe happened is that he was trying to he like had this song that was like a very like kind of poppy song and he didn't really want to put a song like that on his album because obviously that's not like the vibe of the album so I think he tried to make it a little bit more like indie sounding and I think like the combination of those like maybe didn't quite work well enough um because it does seem like it's this kind of combination like with the like yeah yeah," yeahs in the chorus it's like it's like trying to combine like that indie rock with like this kind of like electronic pop, um, that I think like doesn't quite totally work. Maybe that's why he's like not thrilled about it. That's just like mm-hmm. my idea. Yeah. Um, I love the verses, or I guess, it's the chorus. No, it is the like the first verse. Um, oh no, it is the chorus. The song is very confusing structurally. Um, but I do like the uh, now we're saying goodbye, waving to the hard times. Yeah, it's gonna be all right. Like the first time I met you at your doorstep, remember how it tasted? Looking into your eyes, baby, you were still high, never coming down with your hand in mine. I like all the like lyrics kind of jammed in there. Yeah. Um, and I really like the verses still. Like, oh my, I remember those nights. Um, but I definitely mm-hmm. remember when I heard this song, I was like wishing for a little bit more pop in it. Yeah. Um, and the
1: melody doesn't change enough for me I it doesn't change too, enough, yeah, two similar notes.
0: the chorus and the verse kind of have the same yeah, yeah, the same melody to it, and there need yeah, I think there need to be a little bit more variety, but it sounds like this was like a, a challenging song for him that he was kind of trying to make work and obviously the fans really wanted it mm-hmm. um but yeah, I feel like if I was in charge, I probably would have made it um sound a lot more like the the mix we heard um. Mm-hmm originally which had like a lot more like electro pop sound yeah
1: and i don't feel bad saying that seeing as louis seems to feel the same yeah
0: <laughs> louis is, like honest to a fault because
1: i know like i'll
0: tell you every artist feels this way about th- some of their songs like right everyone does but no one's gonna say that but yeah louis is
1: <laughs> like yeah i don't like these three songs for better for
0: better or worse. <laughs>
1: like okay don't tell me that i I know behind the curtain all right then we go to too young so this is a song we finally got the studio version to we heard it live um up until then louis said i can remember that feeling of being 18 and meeting the person that you might spend the rest of your life with we all made mistakes when we were younger and i just want to capture the idea of true honesty Look, I wasn't ready for that responsibility. And now I reflect and I'm older and I can look back with experience. I can see why that was wrong. But at the time, there's a load of 18-year-olds, especially 18-year-old lads. They're not ready for that responsibility. I wanted to capture that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that we got this studio version. I think the studio mm-hmm. version is really nice. Um, it's just always pleasing to be like, I'm not listening to fans sing now. <laughs> I like, can mm-hmm. actually hear the music. Mm -hmm.
0: um what did you think of this one lucia um i like this song this is one of the ones we got in september um i loved hearing that first live version when he sings i'm sorry that i hurt you darling like that melody like really got me um like the way he sings it yeah it is and his voice just sounds so pretty on it um And I really like a lot of the lyrics, particularly verse two, um, face to face at the kitchen table. This is everything I've waited for. Now we can finally have a conversation that I wish we could have had before. Uh, I just love that.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And um, yeah, this is just like a sweet song.
1: I think this song, too, really fits into Louis' theme of saying he was telling a story of you know his transition out of one direction Mm -hmm. and into um the past couple years up until his release of his new album and sort of like he wanted to make sort of a chronological album and i think in this song you see that theme of it almost feels like the older louis looking back at his younger self and um you know seeing where he was then and where he is now and things coming sort of full circle um And I think in particular, you can see it on this song. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is a lot of, like, looking back on this album in general. Like, we made it. Like, mm-hmm. too young. Um, mm-hmm. Always you. There's a lot of this sort of cyclical reflecting and nostalgia, but coming back to the present and where he is now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I see that theme a lot, sort of in a new light, in a new context on this song when you have the album as a whole.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know? um, and I feel um. like, yeah, he does put put things in there, like in the bridge, he has a lyric that says, it's been two years since I've seen your face. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I love that he kind of includes those like very like real lyrics. Yeah. Um, like instead of being like, I haven't seen your face and in- been so long or something like Forever. that yeah it's like it's <laughs> yeah. been two years like yeah I just he has a lot of that in his songs like very direct
1: yeah. i i really like that about his music and i like want those seeds to be planted even more like um as he goes because i think he's really good at it mm-hmm. um yeah i think he he's he's very talented at putting those direct sort of very personal little snippets in that make it feel grounded um next is walls louis said about walls we had an amazing moment for this song in london i went down to record some live strings for walls that was a real effing breakout moment for me because there's been times on this album where i've been pretty frustrated and it's been hard to keep up with the get up and go because the creative process can get frustrating. But I had this moment in the this massive, amazing studio in London called Angel Studio. Watching, I don't know how many people were there, but let's speculate: fifteen, eighteen people were there for my song. I feel like the live strings on it really gave it the extra edge of credibility. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he's like extra ed- extra credibility, like extra uh-huh. edge of credibility. I, I bet this was a moment where he really felt like, "Wow, I'm like." making music and I'm a musician and you know I'm able to have this huge orchestra come and play a song for me and like just really cool and I Mm -hmm. there's been clips of that like I've seen clips of that moment um and Mm -hmm. it's pretty awesome yeah what are your thoughts on this song
0: I really like this song um the first time I heard it I uh was wanting it to be a little bit more climactic, like when he goes into the chorus, I was like wanting it to kind of soar a little bit more and like go up a mm-hmm. little bit more, and it kind of doesn't. Like it stays quite like low. And I think when I first heard this, when he like put it out as a single, I was a little bit like, oh, like I want it to go up more. <laughs> like I want it right. to be a little bit more like poppy. Um, but when I listened to the album and this song came on, I just heard it in like a totally different light because I didn't have like expectations. Um because I wasn't like expecting it to come on. I was just like listening to the album through while I was driving. Um and I really liked it. I think it's like really pretty. I think it's like uh like structured really well. Um and I just liked it a lot more without having those expectations of it being more of a pop song. Mm-hmm. I think it like really embodies that kind of indie rock genre that Louie likes yeah. a lot. Um and yeah, I've definitely like uh will listen to this song. hmm
1: Um, my mind just like wiped blank right after I said, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like, he had something to say. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. Um, I'm interested to do a song discussion on this song because I mean, it's the title track, which is always like a curious thing. And I knew Mm -hmm. Louis said, um, about it, like it was one of his favorite songs and it felt like it would be a good title track and that there was a lot you can do thematically with you know the concept of walls yeah Um, but I think it's interesting because usually like walls are all about like blocking people out and like Mm -hmm. Louis talks about his walls but then they're coming down Mm -hmm. and I think there's like some interesting things to dig into in this song lyrically definitely um so that's definitely what like my where my thoughts are and I, I don't feel like I've you know, read the lyrics enough or like looked into it enough to fully grasp what the song means and what yeah, my interpretation in, is of it. Um, but I think given that, you know, it's the title track, it's a pretty important song. And I think yeah, it probably has themes that
0: we could see throughout the album as well and not just for on sure. this song. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I think my favorite lyric from it is, for every question, why you Are my because... Oh, that's such a good lyric. I know.
1: (laughs) Such a good lyric.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He also, he had this quote about it um, that's on Genius. He said, it's about coming home, having been on tour, soon after the band had split. I found some of my girlfriend's clothes in the cupboard and it hit me what I'd done. I love the indie sound of the song and its circular nature. It opens and closes Mm -hmm. with the same lyric. Mm -hmm. This is such like a Louis quote. He's like, he like just like drops this like very just direct th- <laughs> like thing about his personal yeah. life. That's like whoa, what? And then just like is like I love the indie sound of the song. It's circular <laughs> nature. Like, it's yeah.
1: like he just so like is Louie. so honest all the time. It doesn't even phase him.
0: It really doesn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he like just straight up.
0: Yeah, but I like reading this because it does have a, a circular nature um, yeah. to it. I think a lot of his songs have that have that to mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. all right moving in to
1: habit so this was a song we also got live and have finally gotten this studio version for um when we had this as a live version i was like okay i feel like this is gonna be one of my favorites like i love the songwriting i love the catchiness to it it's sort of like um the structure the repetition Um, But like changing certain words, but like keeping the structure similar. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was excited to get uh, the studio version and it did not disappoint. I was really, really happy with the studio version. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, I think the verses are very personal when he talks about, you know, like Princess Park. um, That's a personal lyric mixed Mm -hmm. in with kind of a catchy chorus is always a good time. Yeah. Um, Louis said about the song it's got quite a storytelling lyric that I know hardcore One Direction fans will like. There's a line about the place that we all grew up within the band and that was an apartment complex called Princess Park it's like an easter egg for fans I'm sure they'll like that honestly in every single one of these <laughs> things about the song he's always talking about One Direction fans as if like he's still it, it almost feels like it's, he's he's not acknowledging, like, just Louis fans. It's, like, all about mm-hmm. the band still, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder, like, after this album, if he'll be, like, more like my fans. Like, right. you know. Yeah, I feel he's like he's that's his, saying, like. Oh, One Direction fans, One Direction.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's his, like, self-deprecating side. Like, he doesn't feel like yeah. he has the right to say my fans yet. Mm-hmm. Even though he mm-hmm. clearly does. <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, what are your thoughts on this song and finally getting the studio version?
0: I I just really love this song a lot. Um, it yeah. just has such a good melody, mm-hmm. which I always feel like it's hard to explain, especially in like a podcast. Like, why I love a melody? I just do. I think it's such a good melody. It's a really fun song to sing along to.
1: Mm-hmm. it's like
0: a perfect like campfire song um yeah because it has that chorus where like there's a bunch of voices and it's just like it's just a really fun song to listen to i'm definitely gonna listen to this one a lot um it's just yeah it's just a good song
1: i agree um uh, moving into always you this was a song we had heard a clip from years ago we heard at the very beginning of the song. Um, went to Amsterdam without you, but all I could do was think about you. And ever since we've been waiting for this to come out, um, and now we actually get the whole song, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on finally getting this song?
0: I am really happy we finally got this song, um, even if it was pandering on Lou's part. <laughs> <laughs> Although he didn't say that necessarily about this no. song, but um, I think he put it on because he knew the fans wanted it on the album.
1: Yeah, if he had not given us this song, it would have been outrageous. <laughs> <That's roar>.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. He said this quote about it. Um. The reason always you stayed is that I teased 15 seconds of it on one of my socials years back, and ever since the fans have been desperate to hear it. I owed them mm-hmm. that one. <laughs>
1: Like if you you know you get so excited about his songs in the moment but like uh-huh. if you're putting an album out like 4 years later 3 years later then like you have to be careful what you tease because yeah. we're going to be living off those like 5 seconds for like 3 <laughs> years and that's all we'll have and yeah. then if you don't like you end up having to give it to us despite the fact that you might be in a musical space that's very different. Mhm. <laughs> he also said it's autobiographical me making that realization that it's always been that one person and that no matter what you do or what you see you miss that person
0: yeah he said he said um the song's about traveling the world and just being an effing idiot and going of course it was always you
1: <laughs> i love also there's a major theme on this album of like that one person mm-hmm. Um, like realizing that and sort of becoming mature enough to understand that and like having a young love that like got away and then coming back together and being like I was stupid Mm -hmm. (laughs) like (laughs) it was and you see that on like we made it you see it on always you you see on too young like there's a lot of songs um that have that theme and it's definitely again that sort of um chronological sort of feeling and looking back and reflecting and understanding now and being in a,
0: a new headspace um, yeah that you see as an overall theme on this album yeah definitely this was definitely an instant favorite um yeah. when I listened through the album and this song came on I was immediately like oh I just want to listen to this song yeah um I like loved it right away it is very poppy and it has all those kind of electric so- sounds that I electronic sounds that I love mm-hmm um, it also has this like booming chorus that I really miss from One Direction. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that's like one of the things I miss from like One Direction songs. It's just like that big booming chorus that has like this like swooping melody and like big drums. And then like the yeah. O-O-O chorus with like lots of voices. Yeah, um, I just love that sound so much. And I'm like so glad that we got it in this song. Yeah. Same.
1: It has the, when I first heard it, it had that like, homey comforting feeling i was saying like when you hear a single on an album Mm -hmm. because like we'd gotten that first couple of like lines so it had that feeling but it was still something new and exciting so it was like the best of both worlds Mm -hmm. um moving into fearless which was a new song (laughs) finally a song that was (laughs) brand new um So, fearless, Louis said, what I wanted to try and capture with the song is the idea of feeling youthful and how important that is. I'm at this age where I'm on the cusp. I'm definitely not a teenager. I'm not a young lad anymore, nor am I old, but I sit in the space, this space where I'm aware of my age now. I hear it as a playground or going back to real youth. Um, I think in this sort of tail end of the album, we get a couple of new themes, um, which seems like more commentary on the industry or like society and like people in society Mm -hmm. um or like maybe annoying people louise interacted with yeah um i see it like in only the brave and fearless a little bit Mm -hmm. um and i kind of like that this song in particular doesn't fit completely thematically with the other songs Mm -hmm. on the album it feels like it's, it's very personal, but less about like his own relationships and more about like maybe, I don't know. Like I said, like a commentary on society or something. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. What, are your, what is your take on this? How did you feel listening to it?
0: Yeah, I found this song really interesting because it is definitely an outlier on the album. Um, partially in sound. It does have a little bit of a different sound to the rest of the album. Uh-huh. um and then also obviously thematically like the lyrics it's like the first song that doesn't feel directly autobiographical mm-hmm. um to lose life but i do like it i think it's an interesting song i haven't really like listened to it a lot yet so mm-hmm. i think there's like a lot more that i'll need to like listen to it and kind of unpack it um yeah but yeah, when I I remember when I first heard it I was like, "Wait, who is this song about?" <laughs> yeah. Um, but then on later listens I kind of was taking it as you said as more of like a general commentary. Mm-hmm. Um on like this it, like, feeling.
1: Makes me feel like he's worked with people in like the <laughs> industry that are so wrapped in, up in the business side of things, yeah. they can't sort of see like the actual life part of music or the life like mm-hmm. the human part of things again or right. what it feels like to be young
0: and to be happy like you just like stuck in your ways yeah i, I do feel, feel like, like to it there could be like a bit of a uh autobiographical angle um because like we know Louis definitely had like a journey of kind of being quite self-deprecating and like feeling like kind of the the underdog of the band yeah. and I think he's definitely had some like trouble um getting to the point where he can put out an album and like yeah feel like his voice is strong enough and feel like he's like a good enough artist to like actually re- make music I think for a long time he thought he would maybe just right. like write for other people or like produce or like do shows but I think he wasn't always sure that he was going to do solo stuff and I think part of that was that he was like afraid that he wasn't good enough um mm-hmm. so I think that could there could be an angle of that too of like him like talking to himself about like you know remember when you're feeling young and like more brave and and strong enough to get it wrong in front of all these people um, mm-hmm. so there might be a little bit of an element of his own Yeah, life based on what too. the
1: quote says it feels like maybe that is what he was thinking i think when mm-hmm. i listened to it, i just it's to me it sounded like because i feel like he's still young he's like talking to an older man yeah so, well like, and he's he being says annoying he says cashing but, like,
0: in your weekend treasures for a suit and tie a second wife right so, unless louis has secret wives that we don't know about
1: <laughs> but like when he what you're saying like matches what he said about looking at where his age is now and like yeah you know what he feels like yeah interesting I want to dissect this song.
0: Yeah, I think we should. Also, I just have to say, if you're 28, you're still a young lad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, you know that like, so, so um, who's that guy? What's his name? Who did two of us with him? Um, Richard. Yeah. Richard's looking at him going. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> like you're you're young you're a young idiot my dad thinks anyone who's like below 45 is a young idiot yeah (laughs) he's he's like you know nothing (laughs) yeah uh okay moving on to perfect now um louis said i worked on this with jamie scott who is part of the one direction writing team lyrically it's kind of an extension of what makes you beautiful one direction's first single It was written quite deliberately as an attempt to write a fan favorite song. There is a long history of people coming out of bands and then talking about the band. I absolutely effing love One Direction. I love the music. I love the music we made, the fans, the culture, and everything behind it. There are songs like Kill My Mind and Walls where I'm trying something different, but of course there's always room for those 1D-like songs on the album. So this is interesting that he... I mean, he's been writing with, like, the One Direction team. He's re- written with Julian Bonetta on this album, Jamie mm-hmm. Scott. Um, but it felt like on a couple of the songs, they deliberately tried to sort of re- not recreate, but maybe take the essence of some 1D songs mm-hmm. and um, make them a little bit more in Louis' style, but not too far away that, like, the fans won't get it, as they, they assume. They assume, not my not my perspective on fans. Um uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I did. I think I do see the sort of connections to What Make You Beautiful and some of the songs One Direction did about kind of like being yourself and like mm-hmm. not, I don't know. And it reminds me a lot of like songs on Niall's album too. Yeah. Um, He had those themes as well of like almost, I, I don't know how I would describe it, but like kind of an, well, for Louie, I like to take it as, like, an older brother sort of perspective uh-huh. where um, sort of the pressures that young people face, particularly girls, about, like, looking and acting a certain way and, like, um, I don't know, being like, don't worry about it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this song, Lucia?
0: I... <coughs> Heard the song, immediately thought of little things. Mm -hmm. It's funny that Louise says it's an extension of what makes you beautiful because it also sounds like an extension of little things more to me. Yeah. Because it literally has the line about fitting into jeans. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. I'm not sure their obsession with talking about people fitting into jeans. I don't. I'm not sure about it,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a little
1: it's a little I, t- I um, have to take it as a big brother side and not like,
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um it also very much sounds like plain white teas Delilah to me
1: mm. which
0: is which is a song that Louis say has sung before. yeah, so that makes sense <laughs> yeah um, I really love the my oh my melody like when he sings that bit in the beginning Mm -hmm. of the chorus um the song is like very like like roman like cheesy romantic yeah um some queens don't wear a crown
1: (laughs) i I love that line (laughs) that's a very 1d line
0: (laughs) it really is um i do love all the like words In it. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like there's like a lot of words in this song. Like the verses are very packed, um, which I like. And I feel like his voice is very like front and center in this song, which it is kind of on a lot of these songs. Yeah. Um, I think like I'm really not a fan of what makes you beautiful or little things from like a lyrical perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that there's like some uh, like. It's, like, a little bit questionable, like, that kind of song of, like, you you shouldn't be insecure, you're beautiful. Yeah. Um, like, missing the, the point and, like, the reason that people are insecure is not because... Right. Anyways. That's obviously very complicated, <laughs> but... <laughs> I think, lyrically, this isn't my favorite song, but I think yeah. it's cute.
1: Yeah, I think I... It's it's same with that Niall song where he says, like... You see someone in the cafe and like they're feeling sad, and then uh-huh. you tell them they're pretty and they feel yeah. happy. What's what yeah. is that one? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> is that mirrors or something? I don't even know. It's um, it's uh, oh, I can't think of it right now because <laughs> I can't think <laughs> anyway, of what the lyric is.
1: I think there's this idea that coming out of One Direction, the boys wanted to make these songs from a really good place mm-hmm. to like make. Fans, especially the girl fans, Mm -hmm. feel lifted up because they understand that there's this pressure to, like, look a certain way and, like, you know, uh, act a certain way. And there's a lot of pressure on on young women in particular Mm -hmm. to fit a role. And um, they wanted in their own way to, (laughs) like, say they don't agree with that and, like, be yourself. Um, And I think the way they do it for a lot of fans, maybe younger fans, Mm -hmm. is really helpful. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that listen to this song that say say like, oh, that makes me feel like really good. And I, you know, I I am very like down on myself and I do feel whatever. And to have like this person telling me this like feels good. And Mm -hmm. I get that. For me in particular, it's not super empowering and it's not. I don't feel like I don't get that same sense of security from a song like this, but yeah. I know that for some people they really do. And it, right. maybe it's an age thing or yeah. um, like based on people's different experiences. For yeah. me, a song that makes me feel more empowered is like Girl Almighty or a song right. that's just talking about how awesome someone is. Mm-hmm. Or um, even just I would relate more to a song sung by someone who's not a man. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Well, and also it's just like it's that it's that like um that thing of like being like like you're not fat, you're pretty. Right. Which is like that's okay, <laughs> but like what if what if I am fat? <laughs> <laughs>
1: like <laughs> what if I'm fat and pretty? Like right. do you think of that? Excuse yeah, it's kind me? of the thing
0: of like oh, like like you feel like you're not pretty, but like you really are, but like okay, what about people who you don't think are pretty? Like that's not the point. Like right. the point is that like sexism yeah. exists and it's like designed to make women feel bad about themselves and it's not actually about if you're pretty or if you're fat it's about the fact that like that shouldn't be what you define how you define yourself and that beauty is is not objective (laughs) yes so So,
1: for me i don't like connect deeply with this like i'm not empowered by it i'm not connecting deeply but i i think it's coming from a place that's trying to be supportive and i think probably for a lot of people that it Songs like this are really important to them.
0: Yeah, me too. And um, I think there's elements in it that I think I think are nice. Like I do love like the um, the like don't hide away, um, keep your head up, don't look away, don't look away. Like I do like that mm-hmm. that part. Yeah, um, I feel like the the sentiment of the song is definitely like well intentioned and nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um. I'm
1: sure having so many younger sisters, he sees yeah. how those pressures affect. Right. Um, and I, I think he does have that perspective. Yeah. And while it does sound like there's a romance aspect to this song, mm-hmm. probably not all of the experiences that created this song were simply mm-hmm. purely like a romantic thing. It mm-hmm. seems like he probably knows more than the average Joe <laughs> definitely doesn't have as many sisters who are in the public eye as he does.
0: Yeah. Also, random fact, um, this song was um written and produced with Johan Carlson who is Is that the
1: guy who's who wrote one um What Makes You
0: Beautiful? No. Maybe. No, I don't know. <laughs> but he is the guy who wrote Just a jerk. Little Bit of Your Heart
1: oh huh yeah was he not was he the jerk that like said a whole bunch of bad stuff about like 1d and fans no 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 this is a different guy
0: no 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 No. this is a totally different guy okay yeah yeah interesting (laughs) yeah he also wrote um if i could fly oh yeah
1: i like that crossover
0: Uh uh-huh cool yeah I just thought that was interesting because I saw his name and I was like, wait, why does that sound so familiar? And I was like, oh, I've heard Ariana Grande Grande say his name. Yeah. Cool. All
1: right, moving into Defenseless. This was another song that we hadn't heard the studio version to, but we'd had live for a while. Louis said about it, I'm trying to be vulnerable and I'm trying to be honest. I'm trying to write as many different feelings as I can. One day you might be feeling great, youthful and amazing and the next day you might be feeling a little bit down in the dumps i wanted to capture that so i know you really liked this song um Mm -hmm. lucia when you heard the live version how did the studio version live up to that for you
0: um i think i prefer the live version very slightly Mm -hmm. but i do like the studio version yeah um it definitely was not a situation where, like, I heard the studio version and I was like, "Oh, like this isn't as good." Um, yeah. I think I still prefer the live version just because I'm nine percent of the time do. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do really like this like studio version of this song, um, and I think it's like I love the the melody again. I mean, I think Louis just like is really good at melody. Um. The especially like the first verse, I come running to you like a moth into a flame. Um, you tell me take it easy, but it's easier to say. Like just the melody of that, I really really love. Yeah. The lyrics of this song are so good. Like we're sleeping on our problems, like we'll solve them in our dreams. We wake up early morning and they're still under the sheets. I know we talked about this song like back in September, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still a pretty strong one for me
1: yeah the wordplay is really really cool i like the idea of defenseless fences yeah it also brings in that theme of walls so you're like mm-hmm. okay the title track and like the title of the album um you can see where it's coming to play in other songs like yeah. putting up fences defenseless
0: yeah um,
1: and yeah those the the louis verses are just like very very strong
0: they are yeah
1: they're so good.
0: Yeah. It's interesting to like have a whole group of songs that you've heard live and then like months and months later you get the album versions yeah. because the live versions are just in my head. Yeah. And it's really funny because I know I had this for this song, but I made specific notes about it for, um, which one was it? For Habit, where when mm. I first listened to it. I was like, "Oh, the syncopation on this studio version is very different than the live version, mm. um, and it's like a bit mellower and and maybe faster and maybe it's in a lower key." And then I like mm-hmm. listened to the live version and I was like, "No, it's not it's the same. It was my like <laughs> my like version of it because I like listened to the live right. version and then like I covered it, uh. and then like I would kind of like sing it like the way that yeah. I." like covered it right <laughs> it was like three a,
1: different versions
0: yeah it was like a really weird like full circle moment of like I like heard the song live and then like made it like my own and then I heard the studio version and I was like yeah it was just really interesting
1: yeah when you said that I was like wait did I get it wrong was Habit like so different in the studio version <laughs> no, <wasn't>. like, what
0: <laughs> <laughs> but partially because when he was singing them live like obviously it's the first time he was singing them and like he probably doesn't mm-hmm. know them like super well yet so there was like some some bits of it that you could like interpret differently right but then like hearing yeah. the studio version it's easy to see like oh no that's how he was singing it it just like sounded right. a bit different because it was live
1: yeah I think also I only listened to the those songs sort of the first couple months and then I haven't really listened since so that too, yeah I think I Helps feel like me not get too attached to the live versions.
0: That's smart. I feel like the biggest difference with the live versions is that most of the songs on this album have a a smoothness to them, mm-hmm. um, and that when they're played live, there's like a a little bit more of like a rhythm mm-hmm. to them, and they're not quite as smooth. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, moving into the last track only the brave this is a one minute 44 second song so it's Mm -hmm. under the two minute mark which is the only song here that does that and it's kind of a a rarity in pop music today to have a song Mm -hmm. that's less than two minutes um and this kind of is another outlier for me i feel like this one is like that side D fine line song although fine line really fits with the whole album (laughs) but like it's uh it's closing out the album with a new sort of perspective and I really I want to dissect this song lyrically because I don't really know completely what the hell it means Uh um but yeah I I really liked this song I thought it was um kind of lyrically more um metaphorical and like there was some big picture things I think sonically it sounded interesting like um production wise it was it felt different his voice sounded more produced and it felt like um I don't know it just it just sounded different yeah it really Um. did Louie said uh, the crackly sound that goes way beyond my production comprehension, the way the guitar <laughs> was recorded, I don't know. But what I love about this song is that it feels classic, like going back in time. It's one of my favorite songs because it doesn't have a traditional structure. You only really get the chorus once. You haven't heard a song like that, the whole record, and then you get it at the end. There's
0: something interesting about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I agree, Louie. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this song, Lucia?
0: I love this song. This is like... For sure one of my favorites. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the things he said about it, too, was that there was talk of making it longer, but what's great is that it's so short, yet it gets its message across so clearly. Mm -hmm. So I like that there was kind of, they talked about making it longer, but they just made a point to keep it short. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like this song, again, the melody is so good. Um, I love the vocal filter on his voice whatever they used it kind of sounds like all the like old punk songs i used to listen to Mm -hmm. like the quiet song on punk albums (laughs) um also like i immediately thought of um against me uh, particularly their cover of wagon wheel have you ever heard that Mm, no (laughs) i don't think so i haven't
1: heard of any of what you just said okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) against me is 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 like a really great really great band, but definitely this song made me think of Wagon Wheel. Um and just like a lot of those kind of like the like the the last song, like the last quiet song and like punk albums, like mm-hmm. I also thought of like Violent Femmes, um, Johnny. It just has that kind of sound to it. I know you probably don't know what that song is either. Um <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I love the guitar. It kind of has like a blunt strumming sound and there's like shakers. Uh, It just, it's very different from the other songs on the album. Um, And I really, really love it. Um, I also love the, like, movement into a minor key on um, the lyric, uh, ain't enough dying stars in your sky. It's just, it's got a really, really good melody. Um,
1: Yeah, and the way Louis goes it's a solo song and his voice goes so high I was like this sounds like an angel singing
0: yeah Ew. I couldn't
1: that's such a beautiful the way it goes up high like that
0: yeah yeah <sighs> I know it's funny that this song is the shortest because I feel like this is the one I w- would want to listen to f- f- the most yeah like, I would want to listen to this song just go on and on and on
1: yeah I wish it was longer yeah I gotta listen to it twice through <sighs> yeah <laughs> This is the only way to satisfy that. Uh huh. Like that damn Rihanna song. I like. I don't know which one. I'm couldn't say it right now. But there's one <laughs> on her album. It's like a minute long. And I'm like, why is this not longer? It's my favorite. Really? Yeah. Hmm. You just gotta listen to it twice. Yeah. Um. That is it for all of the songs. Um. I'm excited to get into some of these. Do you have like thoughts of how you're going to listen going forward and and also through the podcast looking at this album?
0: Do I have what? (laughs)
1: How how do you feel like you're going to listen to this album going forward in the next couple months and also sort of. As we host a One Direction podcast, how do you want to, you know, experience the album through the podcast as well? Like song discussions. I get it. I you
0: know, get it. We get yeah. it live, etc. Et yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I feel like what I'll probably end up doing is like listening to my favorite songs kind of yeah. on repeat for like a couple of weeks And then I'll probably go back to the full album and, like, explore Uh the other songs. That's, like, usually what I tend to do. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely a lot of songs that I would be really interested to do actual, like, song discussions on and delve Mm -hmm. more into. Um, The one we just talked about, Only the Brave, for sure. I'd love to do a song discussion on that one. What an epic title, too, for a song. I know. I love that.
1: Only the Brave.
0: Yeah. Good. I know. Well, also, randomly... um, he 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 had said that this song he like didn't write you know originally Mm -hmm. um but the people who wrote it um duck blackwell and andrew jackson were the people who wrote two of us oh yeah and that was also a song where like they had kind of um they had like had a song that was like started and like brought it to louis and Mm -hmm. he was like yes i connect to this song um so it makes sense that he would feel that way about only the brave as well yeah um but yeah i think i'm really excited to do some song discussions um i'm really excited to hear these songs live in person um yeah i think that will be so fun and i guess that's not till summer but but yeah i'm excited to like delve more into it i feel like there's more to be explored for sure
1: me too It might be fun to do a whole like title to album discussion when Niall puts out his album too and do like Fine Line, Mm. Walls, Heartbreak Weather. Yes. I don't know if we could do all three at once, but maybe we could try. (laughs) (laughs) I know for Fine Line, I'm going to blab on forever. That's all. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like this album overall, there's like, as some of the, the reviewers mentioned, there's like this sense of like maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like whereas a lot of songs written by people in this like stage of their like life or career um, are maybe more about like being in it like in a specific situation processing it as mm-hmm. it's happening um, Louis has this way of writing about stuff as like if he's getting advice he's yeah. like I've been there I've experienced it yeah I've learned totally. from it I've reflected on it and now here's my advice about it which is like yeah. very different <laughs>
1: Yeah, especially with, like, given that it is, like, an album looking back at, like, you know, five or six years of his life, mm-hmm. tail end of 1D, then the next four years. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense, and I wonder if that will carry on, if that's just sort of his style. Right. Or if it just happens to be kind of what's happening on this album, given, like, what he's writing about and what he kind of went in thematically and structurally to talk about.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
1: interesting. Yeah
0: yeah but it it's really nice to have this album. I feel very proud of him, and it feels very gratifying to have a Louis solo album, especially since we yeah. really didn't know if we were gonna have one for a long time. yeah um yeah i just I just feel like very, very, very happy for him.
1: me too. Are you able to sum this album up in three words? I hate doing stuff like this. I know, and I ask you every time
0: three words. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm going to say honest. Uh-huh. Um sweet.
1: Mhm.
0: And I don't want to say mature cuz that's annoying. <laughs> and I don't want to say quiet because that sounds like an insult. <laughs> but what is a third word? What were the other words I said? Honest. honest. Sweet. Uh, sweet and i don't know you you do it first
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay i was gonna say honest too Uh um i also want to say reflective
0: Mm. and
1: transition
0: yes i would say reflective okay cool yeah
1: yeah all right well that was our discussion leave us some tweets guys let us know how you feel about this album at talk underscore direction um, and we can keep discussing it as the time goes., mm-hmm. uh, Lucia, do you have a recommendation for today?
0: Um, I didn't prepare one. Uh. All right, so my recommendation <laughs> yes, <laughs> is. Um, JP. Sachs
1: uh, has an EP out. I think it's his first EP. It's called Hold It Together um you might know him from being julia michael's boyfriend (laughs) uh Mm -hmm. they wrote the song if the world was ending together which is an awesome song um and this is a six song ep and i really like it because he's an excellent songwriter um but also he talks about his relationship with julia uh and i always find that interesting like Having two songwriters who might write about each other and like they're still together and in love. So it's just like a Uh really beautiful thing. I particularly like the song Three Minutes, which is kind of about them saying like they've both had, or him saying how him and Julia have both had really terrible relationships, but like (laughs) they're going to make money off of it and now they're (laughs) happy they found each other. Interesting. (laughs) <laughs> so it, it's a good vibe. He's he's got some good songwriting.
0: Um, so go check that out. Well, uh, do you have anything? Yeah, I'm going to recommend Kesha's album, which came out yes. last week because I listened to that a lot on my drive to Boise last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good. Kesha is like really on another level with her she is. music. Um, Resentment and father daughter dance are two of my favorites.
1: I like literally cry listening to that song. That's so sad. Father daughter dance. Yeah. I know
0: the way she sings. Like when she when she sings the bridge and then goes into the last chorus, she like does this like scream vocal that like every single time I get chills. She's incredible. Yeah.
1: She's so good. Um, I love resentment too, and I like yeah. Cowboy Blues.
0: <laughs> yes, Cowboy Blues. My favorite like more upbeat ones. I love Birthday Suit, mm-hmm. and Raising Hell. Obviously, is so good. Yeah. Chasing Thunder. I really no, like In one. Shadow. This is a really good album.
1: It really is. Uh, green. uh, All right. Let us know what you thought of this episode. We'd love to hear your opinions on Louis's album. Um, any songs you want us to discuss. Anything else you want to see going forward from us, let us know. Thank you so much for listening to this episode 208 of Talk Direction. You can follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction you can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com you can go to our tumblr which is talkdirection.tumblr.com you can follow us on instagram which is just talkdirection and you can follow us individually on twitter and instagram i am at Caitlin Ir foster and lucia where can they find
0: you you can find me on twitter and instagram at lucia o spelled l-u-c-c-i-a-o-h
1: And then make sure to follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash talkdirection, where we do a whole bunch of bonus content and you can financially support the show. Uh, This week on Talk Direction Down Low, we're going to be doing a mini episode about the songs that didn't make Louie's album as well as his merch. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, leave us a review to help more people discover the show, and listen on SoundCloud. Um, and remember we're missing some episodes right now for copyright reasons so uh just be patient with us while we figure that out i'm caitlin and i'm lucia thank you so much for listening we'll see you next time for episode 209 bye bye